0: Family and friends (laughs) my name is Lori Coltree and my pronouns are she and her I'm honored to serve as your congregation's second vice president and it is my pleasure to welcome you to worship as we begin we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors it is upon their land that we reside we are served by the Reverend Paige Getty minister as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help us help to keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitor's form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hour after the service so that we can meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending worship in the sanctuary at Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, we ask that you please take a moment to silence your cell phone and other electronic devices. And now here are today's special announcements. Newcomers are invited to join UUCC member Stuart Tenhor and staff member Sarah Davidson in room 170, that's downstairs, at 1130 for today's newcomers chat. Also, please stay after the service today for a Covenant of Right Relations facilitated discussion. This will happen immediately after service, both on Zoom and for those here in person at 1115 in the back of the sanctuary. Next, have fun while sharing your wishes and dreams for the UUCC of 2030. Congregational conversations about our values, mission, and ends are now underway. Here are what some participants have said about the experience, and I quote, this was much more engaging than I thought it would be, unquote, (laughs) quote, I didn't expect to have so much fun doing this, unquote, and quote, these sessions are different from previous ones you will be listened to and will hear other stories well worth your time and i second that i've participated and i feel the same way spaces are still available and we need your input sign up for an in-person or a zoom session today there will be a table at Coffee Hour, and that's sign up today, not, a, not necessarily attend today. There will be a table at Coffee Hour staffed with people who can answer questions and even get you signed up. And join us for our upcoming UUCC Potluck Plus Talent Show on Saturday, March 4th at 5 p.m. Plan to arrive ready to eat foods of all kinds and be entertained by congregants of all ages. You can sign up to bring food and volunteer to support the event on UUCC's website. Lastly, but certainly not least, please welcome Tim Latimer. Is Tim here? I don't. Okay, okay. Um, To the lectern for Covenant of Right Relations Minute. Thank you. Thanks, Lori.
1: Sorry, it's a process. Good morning, UUCC. Great to be with you all this morning. Yes, and as uh, Laurie mentioned, I'm here on behalf of the Covenant on Right Relations Committee to speak to the third element of our proposed Covenant of Right Relations, which is seek opportunities for understanding, not blame, for inclusion, not division, as we actively strive to resolve the conflict in a way that will strengthen our community. As with many principles, this might sound simple, but sometimes simplicity is what's needed to solve even the most complex, seemingly impossible conflicts. I've seen this in my own experience as a career diplomat, whether in negotiating a bilateral trade deal, resolutions at the United Nations, or working toward an agreement on global climate change issues. In one instance, back in 2012, I waded into a negotiating session on a particularly thorny aspect of climate change. There I heard mostly the same rhetoric and acrimony that I had heard 16 years earlier during other UN negotiations in New York on sustainability issues. The discussion revolved mostly around fixing blame, not fixing the problem. At first, it seemed highly unlikely that we'd find a way forward with partners whose positions were diametrically opposed to ours. And this came after several days of untenable demands and circular arguments. We were at an impasse. The only way to solve this was to get with the most vocal, hard-nosed negotiators, including and especially those who were maintaining seemingly impossible demands. It took a lot of listening carefully and asking open-ended questions to start moving past the bluster and rigid posturing. Eventually, we connected at a human level, which opened the way to a real dialogue about the actual needs that were buried behind the extreme positions. So, whether on the global stage or over the kitchen table at home, listening to understand doesn't necessarily mean agreeing with everything the other person has to say. Nor does it mean that one has to assume blame. But when we listen in a genu- genuine spirit of goodwill, it can allow us to build enough trust and mutual understanding such that we might better find possible solutions. So, if you'd like an opportunity to discuss this element of the CRR in matters of understanding, blame, and resolving conflict, the CRR committee invites you to join us for discussion circles after today's service. We will gather both in person, I believe, in the back of the room uh, and also on Zoom. So we hope to see you there.
2: Thank you.
3: Good
4: morning. Morning. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she, her, and hers, and it is my privilege and my joy to serve as minister of this congregation. And I'm very glad to be here with all of you this morning. If you'd like to follow along in an order of service on your own mobile device, please use the QR code that you're going to see on the screen or there's a URL in the Zoom chat for those of you who are with us online this morning. If you're here in the sanctuary and need a hearing assistance device, please don't hesitate to ask for one of those from the tech booth in the back. They'd be glad to help you out and hook you up. And it is our custom every Sunday when we gather for worship to honor the personal joys and sorrows of members of the community. If you have a joy or a sorrow that you would like to have given voice on your behalf this morning, please put that in the book at the back of the sanctuary or send it via email to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. That ritual will happen early in the service today. So go ahead and get those joys and sorrows in. You've already seen several members of the congregation and you're gonna see lots more today as we see and hear from many different members of the community because we're celebrating what it means to be stewards of the congregation today. We are blessed here with a wealth of talent and love and commitment. So thank you all for your contributions today. And a special word of thanks to Regina Vero, who helped with planning the service, who was gonna take a large part in the service this morning and communicated with all our speakers about their roles today. Regina was going to be our worship associate, but has needed to make a last minute trip to provide some hands-on support and caregiving to her parents in Massachusetts. So Regina know that we are holding you and your family in loving care, and we miss you this morning. All this month in our worship services, we have been exploring the theme of love. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the value of maturity and romance. Last week, we talked about justice-making as the expression of love in public. And today, we are celebrating love in action. Because love is not merely a word that expresses affection. It's not just an emotion or a feeling. To be real, love must be active and engaged and when we talk about stewardship of a congregation we are talking about the kind of active care and investment of resources for the ongoing well-being of a community that we say we love not just stewardship as giving money although that is one resource but also the investment of resources of time and skills and creative gifts And so the Stewardship Council, which we often associate in our minds primarily with money, has chosen for today's service to highlight and celebrate the variety of ways that we are all stewards of this community, this institution that is UUCC. And we're stewards because we believe that UUCC's existence matters that it makes a difference in the lives of the people who participate actively here in worship, in its educational programming, in its action in the world. And we believe that it makes a difference in the lives of those who are our neighbors, our siblings in this community, the generations who will follow us. We have chosen as an institution to be generous, to be collaborators and co-conspirators for justice and goodness in the world. We believe it is work that is worthy of our stewardship. And we are all stewards or potential stewards, whether we're investing our time to do volunteer jobs to sustain the business of the congregation, investing our talents by offering our creative gifts or our vision or our hands-on relational care of one another, or investing our financial treasure to keep the lights on and the staff compensated, and the supply closets stocked. So this morning, through music and poetry and personal reflections, we celebrate you, you who are stewards, and we celebrate your collective love in action. Let's take a breath together, ground ourselves in body, Open ourselves in mind and heart and spirit and let us worship. And now I'm happy to invite Suzanne Hennig to the lectern. Suzanne is chairing our Stewardship Council and will offer words to dedicate our flaming chalice this morning.
3: Good morning. This is from Call to Worship by Leslie Takahashi. To worship means to consider that which has worth. Today we consider with gratitude the many gifts of this community the opportunity to be affirmed in who we are and to offer that affirmation to others, the chance to stand up together to help remake the world and the ideal of justice, the freedom to choose one's own path to truth and to learn from the travelogues of others, the space to expand one's own spirit and to reconnect after busy or humdrum weeks with the sustaining truths of one's life, regular reminders that we must see our world through the lens of love. So this morning, let's welcome all these gifts with gratitude, for they have been paid for with many currencies. The sweat of those who persisted in justice's name against hostility and adversity. The questions of our children as they understand the world anew and offer their understanding to us in a, as a fresh lens. The laughter and joy of those giddy with the embrace of community the dollars and cents of those who gave what they could and then stretched a little more, the infinite small acts of service that make the parts greater than the whole, done by those who knew themselves in sympathy with our purposes. So today we consider with gratitude and humility what it means to pay forward forward what has been paid forward for us. And now with all of this, let us enter into worship with gladness Thank you,
4: Suzanne. As a religious community, we are bound as Unitarian Universalists, not by a creed, not by a set of beliefs, not by a doctrine, but by covenant. That covenant that we make with one another and that we hold together in community. And it's in honor of that covenant that we rise together, if you will, and join our voices in speaking these words of promise that we make to one another again and again. Will you please join together in speaking? Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven
5: principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in
4: the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And now, before you take your seats, we're gonna change it up a little today, and instead of speaking to one another, we are going to sing. To one another. (laughs) The choir is going to lead us through once to remind us of the words of from you I receive, to you I give, together we share, and from this we live. And then we're going to invite you to turn to one another and sing to each other. (laughs)
6: Good morning. My name is Kelly Daniker. My pronouns are she and hers, and it is my joy to serve as your religious education assistant. Um, It's a pretty small group today, so I'm going to invite us all to stay together. Kids, I want to let you know we're going to do our time for all ages. The choir is going to sing beautifully for us. Joys and sorrows, music meditation, then we're going to go to RE, all right? So I'll give you a little wave when it's time. So everyone, I want to ask you a question. I want you to raise your hand if you have a special talent. Any kind of talent, writing, academia, dancing, being a great friend, basketball player, anybody have a talent at all? Yeah, right? <laughs> all right, so I wonder if anyone, I have some puzzle pieces here, and I'm wondering if anyone might be willing to tell me what their talent is. Anyone? have a talent they want to tell us about? Oh, what's your talent, Maggie? Singing is me too. Yeah, what is your talent, Helena? What was that? Origami. Origami is a really good talent. I did some origami last week. That was pretty hard. Anyone else have a talent? Who else? What do you have, Desmond? Dancing is a talent, sure it is. What do you have? What's your talent? I'm the guitar. 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 Anyone else have a talent they want to tell us about? Grown ups have no talent. I... Oh, Delilah, what's your talent? Oh. <laughs> what was that?
7: She said her
6: her dad's in the sound booth today. So Delilah comes from a talented family. So we're going to put family fully talented on there. That's great. All right, now, so we heard about some talent. Anybody want to, like, come up and take a mic and tell us all about their talent or maybe do a little impromptu dance or write us a poem? Anyone? No? We all have talents, we all have gifts, we all have something to offer. But I think sometimes the idea of sharing those gifts feels scary and overwhelming, right? You wonder if what you have will be enough. You wonder if you have the energy to share. We question whether we can really make a difference. Sharing our talents is a courageous act. Today is stewardship Sunday. It is the day that we set aside to reflect on how we might use our time, talent, and treasure to better serve each other and the world. It's a day that invites us to be courageous and put our love into action. And so I'm gonna put some of our talents up here so we can start to see how they might look together. So we have singing, Origami dancing. Guitars are really great talent. I'm going to try family. We can't forget Delilah's very talented family this morning in the booth. <laughs> oh, I think we might be missing some. Let's see. So I'll go here. And let's see what happens when all of our talents come together. couple more.
3: That way. (laughs) Let's see
6: if we can make it happen. Stewardship, put another way, is caretaking. This morning, we reflect on how we might use our time, talent, and treasure to care for this entity called UUCC that has been entrusted to our care. How might our talents, our gifts, become an outward expression of courageous love? How might we
8: serve? Good morning, everyone. History is filled with examples of artists' responses to significant events in our world history, and in particular, musical responses. There are numerous instances of composers who felt a great calling to write music in response to tragic events, such as war, violence, climate disasters. John Rudder's Ukrainian prayer is one such utterance, one such offering. You may recall your chalice choir in particular singing Christmas anthems of the great living English choral composer, John Rudder. About a year ago, in response to the initiation of the war in Ukraine, Rutter felt called to write a musical reply to what has become a tragic and costly and unnecessary war of aggression. Inspired by the musical setting of a Ukrainian prayer he heard in an English college chapel, Rutter was motivated to write his own prayer for Ukraine, I had originally intended for our choir to perform this piece last year, but it requires a significant number of personnel and divided parts to accomplish, and we were just getting back to performing live in worship. While we still don't have those forces in adequate number, and some folks are missing this morning due to illness and travel, I decided that we needed to perform this piece now, as this war sadly rages on an entire year out. I'm proud of the work the choir put into learning this moving piece, singing a very emotional work with great focus and concentration, not to mention learning the transliterated Ukraine for their performance. The text is short, and I will speak both the Ukrainian words and the translated English for you. Bolsha ukrainu krani, deinem sili viri inadii. Ochenash Amin. Good Lord, protect Ukraine. Give her strength, courage, faith, and hope. Amen. We'd like to offer this anthem this morning, not just for the continuing war and Ukraine, but in recognition and solidarity for other recent tragedies in our world the awful and the enormously devastating and destructive earthquakes in Turkey and Syria not to mention recent and simply heartbreaking, almost daily ongoing gun violence in our own country. Rudder made his anthem free and available for anyone to download and perform with the request that you listen to this piece and consider donating to a charitable relief organization in support of Ukraine. So I encourage you to consider this if you haven't already. In addition, all the keyboard music I'm sharing this morning is also by well-known Ukrainian composers. I'd also like to thank the chalice, wonderful Chalice Rebels for learning a special stewardship to perform later for you this morning, side by side, composed by Leah Morris. Thank you, Rebels.
4: you having been called to prayer thank you we're now going to hold those personal joys and sorrows that you have shared this morning ed would you be willing to come forward and drop the stones in the water as i read without warning thank you And just one more, Ed, for all of those things that you are holding, maybe there are no words, maybe they are too raw and painful to share, but we hold your joy and your sorrow with you. And for those of you in the sanctuary, including you kids, before you go to your religious education program, if you'd like to come forward in silence and honor your own joys and sorrows by placing a pebble in the water, please do that after our time of prayer during the music meditation. But let's join now for just a moment of reflection and prayer. Holy Spirit of life, of love, that love of which our grief and our sorrow are born. We hold all that we have just heard. Gratitude for the way people show up for each other. Gratitude for the ways we are trying to be good stewards of the land, of the earth, of this institution, of each other. And such grief and sorrow for those we've lost, for the holes they've left, for the loneliness and the sorrow. May we be held by the embrace of a divine love among us and around us, and may we have the strength and the courage that we need to be love in this world. Let us share just a moment of quiet stillness. Amen. Blessed be. As I said earlier, we're celebrating today many ways that you are or can be stewards of UUCC. First, we're going to reflect on time, then on talent, then on treasure. So thank you to Ken Rock and Jenny Afkinich and John Harris, each of whom will be offering a brief personal reflection about their own stewardship. And in each section of this, Part of the service, you're gonna hear part of Marge Percy's poem, The Seven of Pentacles. It's a metaphorical reminder that our investments provide nourishment and produce fruit, even if it takes a while for the harvest to come in. So part one of The Seven of Pentacles. Under a sky, the color of pea soup She is looking at her work, growing away there actively, thickly like grapevines or pole beans as things grow in the real world, slowly enough. If you tend them properly, if you mulch, if you water, if you provide birds that eat insects a home and winter food, if the sun shines and you pick off caterpillars, If the praying mantis comes and the ladybugs and the bees, then the plants flourish, but at their own internal clock. Ken?
2: Good morning. Good morning. I'm Ken Rock and my pronouns are he, him. (laughs) I have done reflections on stewardship in the past, but they were focused on the sharing of financial resources. So when asked to provide a reflection on why I share a different resource, time, I was intrigued. And I thought it would be easy. Obviously, I give of my time because I was stumped, (laughs) because I enjoy it, because it's the right thing to do, because it's needed. There is truth in all these answers, but I was looking for a more transcendent truth. Why specifically do I give of my time doing the things that I have chosen to do, and why at UUCC? Earlier this month, I attended a Values Missions Ends Conversation and was trained to be a facilitator. And yesterday, I co-facilitated my first session. It was during these two experiences that I began to get a glimpse of the answer to the question, why do I give my time to UUCC? Attendees are asked to remember and share stories about when they saw our congregation living its values and were most proud of our community, affirming their decision to be a part of it. I shared my experience of joining the UU The Vote team in 2020 at a time when we were just starting to deal with the consequences of a global pandemic and were physically separated from each other for months. The camaraderie of that group, our regular Zoom meetings, and the knowledge that we were doing important work in defense of our democratic values helped me get through that year. It strengthened the connections within our community, not just among the core group, but with the many volunteers who worked with us and it projected the values we hold dear out into the world. For me, this experience embodied the quote from Margaret Wheatley that closes the VME conversations from her book, Turning to One Another. There is no power equal to a community discovering what it cares about. I heard many stories during those two sessions, a coat drive organized by one of our young people, the warm welcome shelter, a congregant in time of need, and all the people who lifted them up. All different, but with many common themes. Individual spiritual growth, strengthening the bonds within our congregational community, striving to make the world a better place. Listening to others tell their stories, I felt proud of our congregation and happy to be part of this community. A few years ago, when I was contemplating retiring after a long career, I asked a friend, a recent retiree, how it was going and if they had any advice. Their advice was, say no to everything for the first year. (laughs) When I finally retired at the end of 2021, I confirmed two things that I already knew about myself. I am not good when it comes to heeding advice, and I am very bad at saying no. I probably overextended myself in my first year of retirement, but I have no regrets. Many of the activities that I filled my newfound free time with were here at UUCC. I was already a member of the hospitality team, but decided to up my game. Um, Now on many Sundays you will see me in one or the other of my two favorite roles at the downstairs greeters table or in the kitchen making coffee. These are both easy jobs, but I love them because they connect me with so many people, old friends and new ones. In early 2022, I decided to take the lead on our UU the vote effort, building on my passion for expanding the electorate, particularly in underrepresented communities, building community within our congregation and beyond our walls, and trying to make the world a more just place Later that year, I decided to teach religious education for the first time to the middle schoolers. This has been a fulfilling, sometimes challenging experience, but I can think of no higher calling than preparing the next generation of UUs to take their place in the world, carrying the values we have taught them. And finally, coming full circle, I volunteered to be a facilitator for the Values Mission Ends Conversations. I wasn't really looking for more volunteer activities, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to play a role in the vital process of envisioning our congregation's path forward. So in answer to the question, why do I give my time to UUCC, I do it for my personal growth, I do it for this beloved community, and I do it because I believe our congregation plays an outsized role in making the world a better place. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Ken, for all of that. And as the parent of one of those middle schoolers, extra special thanks. Hannah, it's time. (laughs) I'm excited to bring Hannah up. Many of you know of Hannah. Maybe you don't know Hannah personally, but you should. Not only is she a member of the staff, but today she's going to speak on behalf of a group in the
7: congregation. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, we are, I'm here representing the CORE team. Dorothy's here also with me. Um, and the CORE team stands for Connect with Others and Recognize Engagement. Our mission, as you may have guessed, is to facilitate connecting with each other in our UUCC community, and also recognizing everyone's engagement. On this Stewardship Sunday, where we are talking about all of the different ways we love and action by giving to UUCC we would like to recognize a small portion of our congregation who's been working hard to love in action. First, we would like to recognize someone who has represented UUCC's loving in action to the community. Once a month, year after year, Betsy Osterman has led a UUCC team that provides a hot meal to some of our unhoused neighbors at the Grassroots Day Resource Center. She plans the menu, coordinates our UUCC team of cooks, and supervises serving the meal. She even provides dishes herself when no one else volunteers for them. 50 to 80 people at each meal benefit from this loving service. Betsy, thank you for all you and your team do. And we have a card for you. Next, we would like to recognize a group of people who work tirelessly to keep our UU traditions alive with our children. The religious education teachers from Spirit Play to Our Whole Lives to Wire UU and In Between have donated their time and talents to the younger generations. Um, many of our teachers are downstairs, but if there are any here, please stand up so we can recognize you. No, Ken Rock is here, we just saw him. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for all you do. And we have all these cards that everybody here signed, or many of you signed, and we're going to give them to Kelly to then give to all the um, different RE teachers. So thank you all for signing the cards. Um, We know there are many more of us who love in action through volunteer work at UCC. And this core team recognition moment that we're doing right now is the first of many more to come to recognize all of you and all of your time and talent that you um, share with us. If you would like to join our initiative, please seek out any of us at coffee hour or email us at core team at uucolumbia.net. That's C-O-R-E team at UU Thank you. Thank
4: you, Hannah. Thank you, Dorothy. There are so many ways to invest one's time in UUCC by teaching or preparing meals, as you've just heard, by joining the Sunday morning hospitality team, by mowing the lawn, or filling the bird feeders, or working in the gardens around the building, filling the little free pantry outside, so much more. After the service ends today, visit the tables and social hour in the room next door where you'll find people who would love to help connect you to other ways that you can get connected with volunteer jobs that might be just right for you. But for now, let's rise in body or in spirit and join our voices in singing a hymn that asks, what gift can we bring? reflecting on how we invest of our talent. Part two of the Seven of Pentacles. Connections are made slowly. Sometimes they grow underground. You cannot tell always by looking what is happening. More than half the tree is spread out in the soil under your feet. Penetrate quietly as the earthworm that blows no trumpet. Fight persistently as the creeper that brings down the tree. Spread like the squash plant that overruns the garden. Gnaw in the dark and use the sun to make sugar. Weave real connections, create real nodes, build real houses live a life you can endure, make love that is loving, keep tangling and interweaving and taking more in, a thicket and bramble wilderness to the outside, but to us, interconnected with rabbit runs and burrows and lairs." And now we're going to hear from Jenny Afkinich.
9: Good morning, everyone. My name is Jenny Afkanich, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm sorry that I can't be there in person with you today. So I'm once again really grateful for our tech team who's made it possible for me to participate in this service anyway. I was asked to reflect on why I give my talents to UCC, and I'll be honest that I'm still feeling pretty intimidated by that request. I don't think it comes naturally to many of us to talk openly about or even maybe to think much about what talents we have to offer. So I'm hoping that I will give this service justice. My immediate thought was that I want to give as much as I can to our UCC community because of everything that I've received here. I feel immeasurably blessed to have found a community where I feel so supported and cared for among people who share so many of the same values as I do and where I'm frequently stretched outside of my comfort zone. I was prepared to frame giving my talents to the congregation as a type of Excuse me, reciprocal relationship, where I get something like engaging and often challenging services in exchange for offering what I can in return. I realized that that's really only part of the truth. I can't recall ever having been around so many impressive and inspiring people who have made me feel like they see me the same way. A couple of years ago, I was interested in joining the Board of Trustees and thought it would be a way for me to learn a lot about the congregation and about nonprofit governance. And that's certainly been true. When I was deciding if I might be a good fit, I had talked to Carla Gates, who was chairing the committee at the time. She asked me to consider running for second vice president and ultimately the president instead. I was really surprised uh, because I didn't think I had the skills necessary to take on such a leadership role. She had me reflect on what talents were truly necessary to be an effective leader And help me to see how I might have something of value to offer. Over the last couple of years, I've been stretched in ways that I couldn't have anticipated. What I've learned, though, is that people of many backgrounds, perspectives, and skill sets are all an asset to this congregation. I know there are aspects of being board president that I will never be great at, like many organizational skills or even this public speaking component. I can't begin to explain, though, how meaningful it's been to me to learn that the talents that I do bring to the work are also valuable to the congregation and that they've been recognized. I've been teaching elementary Our Whole Lives classes the last few years. When I was approached about taking on this role, I thought, okay, well, I've led groups of children before, I'm generally pretty patient, I think I could handle it. I didn't know in advance, though, how much I would gain myself from the experience. I've had the absolute pleasure of learning how thoughtful and interesting the children of our congregation are. I've also learned new concrete skills through the training that I received and from teaching alongside excellent people. I'm now more confident uh, and comfortable talking about sexuality and bodies with my own kids, which I also really appreciate. I've received so much from this congregation and I'm constantly learning from Paige, uh, from our board members, from our staff, from so many of the congregants here by offering my talents to this congregation, I've been able to experience the talents that all of you have to offer. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you.
6: No one gets to heaven alone, to heaven alone,
10: to heaven alone. No one gets to heaven alone. We get there side by side, side by side, side by side, side by side. We get there side by side. No one heals the world on their own, the world on their own, the world on their own. No one heals the world on their own. We're healing side by side side by side. side by side, side by side, side by side, side by side. We're healing side by side. No one does one the, work on own, the, work on own, the work on their own, the work on their own, no no the work on their own. No one does the work on their own.
4: Melissa, Lori, Colette, Kelly, thank you and Michael. (laughs) So whether it's elected leadership on the Board of Trustees or the endowment board or the nominating committee, singing with the Chalice Rebels or the Chalice Choir, providing other music on Sundays, offering the gift of knowledge and inspiration by planning and conducting a worship service sometime visiting with a congregant who needs a loving witness in their time of distress, caring for children while their parents participate in congregational activities, bringing your love of tinkering and technology to the sound booth to support Sunday services and other activities, contributing your vision and your passion to the congregational conversations about values and mission and ends or about the covenant of right relations, there are so many ways for you to contribute your talents as stewards of this communities of this community. What skills and gifts and knowledge and passion would be gratifying for you to share? Part 3. Live as if you liked yourself and it may happen reach out keep reaching out keep bringing in this is how we are going to live for a long time not always for every gardener knows that after the digging after the planting after the long season of tending and growth the harvest comes and now i invite john harris to the lectern TO TALK ABOUT INVESTMENT OF TREASURE.
11: Good morning. Good um, As Paige just indicated, I am John Harris, and my pronouns are he, him, and his. I plan to tell you some of the reasons why I give my financial resources to support UUCC. But first, I would like to tell you a short story. Before moving to Maryland, Kathy and I were members of a small congregation in northern New Jersey, the UU Congregation of the Palisades. After the stewardship drive one year, it was the board's responsibility, and I was on the board, to reach out to members who did not pledge. I I had to call a new member of four months when speaking with the person, they stated they did not pledge because one of the sermons that the minister gives stated that this was a free church.
5: <laughs> right.
11: I did remember that sermon and I s- said to the person, that I think the minister said that UUism was free from a doctrine. And also you were free to form your own spiritual path. Still not quite buying it. I went on to, to say that the money to pay the minister and the rent, et cetera, was from us, the members. I was happy to report I did get a pledge.
5: <laughs> okay,
11: now back to why I pledge. This may seem a little selfish, But I don't think of the minister's salary, the staff salaries, OBIC assessment, et cetera, when deciding what to give. It's based on two things. One, what I can afford, and the other, what I get from UUCC. I prefer to express my spirituality through social action. And here are some of the ways, in no particular order, of being a member of UUCC helps me reach those goals. This is a community who cares for others, who work to make life better for those in need, who speaks up and speaks out about injustices, fights to end white supremacy and racism against people of color, who supports Black Lives Matter actions, advocates for climate action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, who supports our LGBTQI brothers and sisters. And finally, but not the least, UCC members, friends, and staff who accept me as I am. Thank you.
4: Thank you so much, John. Earlier in the service, you heard from Lori Coultry about the talent show in Potluck on Saturday, March 4th, which will be the kickoff for our annual budget drive. You'll be hearing much more in March about the need for your treasure so that we can maintain the use of this building and pay our staff fairly and provide craft supplies for children's programs and musical scores for the choir. But for now, just a reminder that whatever your financial contribution, it is welcome and it is valued, and it is a sacrifice. Your gifts are made sacred when they are put to use for good and justice in the world. So as Michael again offers his gift of music, you are encouraged to give generously of your financial bounty, either electronically following the instructions on the screen or with cash and checks in the basket at the back of the sanctuary. Your offerings are freely given and very gratefully received. seven of pentacles in its entirety under a sky the color of pea soup she is looking at her work growing away there actively thickly like grapevines or pole beans as things grow in the real world slowly enough if you tend them properly if you mulch if you water if you provide birds that eat insects a home and winter food If the sun shines and you pick off caterpillars, if the praying mantis comes and the ladybugs and the bees, then the plants flourish, but at their own internal clock. Connections are made slowly. Sometimes they grow underground. You cannot always tell by looking what is happening. More than half the tree is spread out in the soil under your feet. Penetrate quietly as the earthworm that blows no trumpet. Fight persistently as the creeper that brings down the tree. Spread like the squash plant that overruns the garden. Gnaw in the dark and use the sun to make sugar. Weave real connections. Create real nodes. Build real houses. Live a life you can endure. Make love that is loving. Keep tangling and interweaving and taking more in, a thicket and bramble wilderness to the outside, but to us, interconnected with rabbit runs and burrows and lairs. Live as if you liked yourself, and it may happen. Reach out. Keep reaching out. Keep bringing in. This is how we are going to live for a long time. Not always. For every gardener knows that after the digging, after the planting, and after the long season of tending and growth, the harvest comes. Will you rise in body or in spirit? And we're going to sing together the fire of commitment. you hear the closing words, I invite you to take some time to connect with each other, either here in this room or go next door and visit all that's going on in the coffee hour room and the bookstore, and especially stop by that values mission and ends table and sign up for one of those conversations so you can contribute your voice to the future of this congregation, its identity, its priorities, and who we are in the world. We close today with words written by John Saxon about the oil in the chalice. The light of our chalice would soon flicker and die without the oil that nourishes its flame. And just as this flame cannot burn without oil, This religious community cannot survive or thrive without the time, talent and treasure of its members and friends. The oil that keeps the flame of our liberal religious faith alive and fuels that shared mission and ministry of the congregation. And so we give freely and generously to sustain and strengthen our shared community of memory, hope, faith and love. For we are the keepers of its flame, the flame that burns for justice, its dream of beloved community, its vision of a world made whole. Amen.